Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Hyundai Tucson. Oh, this is a nice ride. I've uh, encouraged more than one person I know to go ahead and, uh, I know a few people are looking for some new rides. I've been saying, look at the Hyundai Tucson because I sat in one and drove one a couple of days back and it is damn impressive. Every inch of the all-new Tucson has been completely reimagined, resulting in an SUV loaded with innovations inside and out. From design to technology to safety, every aspect of the new Tucson has been improved and completely redesigned. Digital key allows you to use your phone as a spare key. Oh, that's nice. User profiles, a uh, the it's a 10-inch, well, it's a 10 and uh, one-quarter inch full-touch infotainment screen, which is beautiful. LED daytime running lights stylishly hidden in the front grill. This is a lot of car. Please check it out. And you can learn more at Hyundai.com. That's Hyundai.com. Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. We always do it, yo. It's me, Shade, with Chelsea Pinkay. Glenn's in the back, and you know she got that fat ass. Ah, ah, ah. I'm a rapper. We're starting a new episode of Black Girls Texting. L, welcome, ladies. What it do? Hip hop parade. Hey. Do you guys like my rap? Yes. I wanted to that. join in. What? Oh, okay. Spit up, spit up, uh, uh, hot bars. Spit she bars. says she's a rapper, but in reality, she a capper. <gasps> What's your rhymes like? You wrote them down, oh. or they came off the dime piece. <laughs> okay, I'm not the time dime piece. piece. You were so close. You were so close. We were it was turning into a battle rap. It was. I know. So good. Okay, I used to battle rap. Oh my god, I, that was like the. I used to battle rap in college, guys. I think everybody did. It's like a fun yeah. pastime when you were high, especially when you were high. Alleged, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, when you were smoking when a little. No, I smoked. Oh right. Well, I'm mad at him. He did say he's about to make it legal in NYC. <laughs> Even though people are mad at him. Oh my gosh. Well, the reason I started rapping is inspired by my on Reddit reply. So should I just jump in? Hop in, hop in, get into the site. Like five minutes. On Red or reply. Okay. So my red is really quick this week. Um, on Red, <clears throat> bidets. They are very expensive. And I really want one. Like I went to a mutual friend's house and it has like, it warms your butt. It was like a seat warmer, the whole shebangy bang. And I was like, girl, send me the link to that bidet. Like I need this. This is amazing. Why is it $500? Oh, that makes sense. How much is a regular toilet? No, it's just an attachment. It's not the whole toilet. Oh, it's not a real bidet. Like, no, a a bidet is like- Oh, I see. No, no, no. It's the, it's the attack. No, I'm not putting like a whole like, thing oh okay okay but it's just the attachment yeah is that not kind of crazy or do we think that's wild is it one of those japanese ones no and it's not like it doesn't just like wave and open and wave and close and maybe it does but just get a smart toilet like the one i think so and and they can that's what i was thinking you can turn them on to like warm up and all that stuff right yeah Yeah. okay Mm -hmm. i was like "Mm mm-mm Mm-mm, that's too much. Yeah, if I'm paying that, I'm getting like a real one. Right. Like that much for an attachment just doesn't make sense. Um, so maybe, you know, if there are any bidet companies out there that want to sp- sponsor my tush, then there is one. Me. I always hear the tush tush commercial or something. Tushy. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. Oh, is it we'll tushy? Talk. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk. Um, my reply, I'm replying to my weekend. It was so much fun. I was just, you know, thotting and bopping, as y'all know I like to do. And I loved your little hair flip. Oh, you like my hair flip? Okay, so I did a little hair, hair flip. Because, you know, I'm trying to get this, like, 
60s vibe. You know, all the girls are doing like the, the ponytail with the flipped ends, but I don't have that much hair because if you recall, my sides and the back of my head were shaved. So I've got to find new ways to have fun besides just like always having my bob to cover my hair. So I was like, I'm going to try this flip. And then I called my sister because I was like, this could either give cute flip or this could give Cat Williams. And I was <laughs> after sh- it, it, I could see the cat a little bit. <laughs> Not I mean, I can see it. It. All right. Damn. With the headband, it helps. It helps. We have to have the headband. If you didn't have the headband, it would be probably full on giving like Cat Williams. Very uncle present curl. But very uncle present curl. It's cute though. It was cute. Yeah, so I'm like, don't what, don't let me get some thick inches out here once my hair starts growing in. But um, yeah, I had a fun weekend. I like was able to turn a look. I met this really cute boy, and he is a rapper. He actually oh, raps. Right. Oh, he raps. Like he's a real, uh, like on SoundCloud or for real. He's a real rapper, like Spotify, not just SoundCloud. Oh, you want to tell us his name so we can give him some downloads? No, ma'am. I'll tell you offline. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he's hella cute and y'all know me and my drunk shenanigans. So he comes back to my home. I drunkenly start cooking and I'm like, record me, record me. We're doing a cooking show. Showed it to me the next day. And I was like, what is wrong with me? And I also proceeded to rap for him because I was like, you ain't no rapper. I'd be rapping and obviously embarrass myself. But how fun, how fun is that? Just having a good old grand time. So that's that's where we're at. That's what I'm up to. Late twenties, you know, it's not all about babies. How cute for you? Because <laughs> um, on the alternative, my on red is not my my weekend was cute, but I went out this weekend and I was at this little bar. You know, the weather was cute in New York this weekend. Whatever, whatever. I was standing outside and this man comes up to me. He looks looks smooth, like thirty seven kind of short, kind of round, but in a kind of cute way, kind of. And we met eyes. Not short and round. But like in like a, I don't know how to describe it. Um, But we met eyes. I should say before he came up to me, we met eyes and I was like, this man finna come over to me. I watched him. He was in conversation with people and he, we met eyes and I watched him dip out, come over. And he's like, he walks up to me. Mind you, I don't know if I mentioned this. I'm leaving this on red, right? So this is like, if for any men listening, like, do not do any of this. He introduces himself to me and with his full name. And I'm like, okay, give me your full government. He was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm an artist. So I figured you might know, like, maybe you heard of me before. And I was like, oh, so whatever. We're already in this conversation. So I'm just like, you know, leaning in because I'm just like, oh, okay, so what do you do? What do you make? He's like, yeah, you know, well, I do this. I do that. I'm a drummer, blah, 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 blah. Um, I started talking to him about this movie called um, Sound of Metal, which if y'all haven't seen, it's mad good with Riz Ahmed. Anyway, so we're... Chi- oh, yeah, where he goes deaf. Yeah, hella good, hella good. So we're talking, whatever. And he has on this like long tunic shirt with like a big hole on it, like showing his like chest hair. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting little top you got on. I like that little uh, hole in your shirt. He's like, yeah, you know, funny story. This is actually uh, my ex-girlfriend's shirt. Um, these are her jeans too, actually. Um, and I was like, what? What the front door? Why are you now telling? He's like, yeah, actually, I guess I have a lot of her stuff still. Uh, we're not together anymore. Oh, but, no, um, he needs therapy. Run, I was like, run. why are you now telling me all about your ex-girlfriend? Right? So I'm like, now I'm like, I know that, you, that you're a narcissist who introduces yourself to people as being a fucking artist and that you're like attached to this woman. And then he's like, yeah, well, you know, I can fit her clothes now because I started um, dieting a lot. So I lost a lot of weight. You know, um, I don't eat. Um, I don't eat before one o'clock and I don't eat after eight o'clock. And I got to tell you, like, it's changed everything. Like, I feel like I'm 16 again, like the vitality, like, you know, I wake up, I wake up like, you know, I wake up like, you know, <gasps> with a hard on. That's what he said. He didn't say it, but he's like, you know, I wake up and everything is like, you know, you know what I mean? Everything is like. Okay. Okay, he wants a prize for that. And I was like, why are you now telling me that? You have to tell me so many things that I don't need to know. I heard I'm not over my ex and I'm drunkenly sharing that I miss her with a stranger. Correct. And I intermittent fast, which has helped my ED. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Not ED. Correct. Correct. 
correct. That's what I said. Oh I was like, see your intermittent fasting. Which if you have that, it's not something to be ashamed of. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not but at you're all. basically just trying to tell me that you just like have like, like you be having like a hard all the time or something. It was just crazy. Then he like, we realized that we live in the same neighborhood. He's like, yeah, you got to come check me. I mean, like not, not like tonight. And I was like, sir, nobody was thinking that actually like you're just wiling all around he asked me for my number i gave him my instagram and i moved on i saw something in my messages something about it said gorgeous i'm not opening it and there's that on that it was just horrendous no open it open it live open it okay should i all right hold on let me look at it really fast what did this man say it's just gonna say scene and and then the man had the nerve to be talking about i'm an artist da 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 this man don't got no followers. Talking about he's not <laughs> famous and all of this stuff. I was not seeing nothing in there that was pointing to no type of fame. Okay. Hold on. Uh, where did it go? You could did turn off your red receipts. On, on red thing? Did I put it in the... Um, oh my gosh. Oh, here you go. It just He just wrote gorgeous. <laughs> he just, that's all he said. Which gives old man, look at the picture. Look at <laughs> Not this picture. old man. Can y'all see this red hat? Oh no. Oh. <laughs> Glenn, you said 37? That is, that is definitely 55. An older man. <laughs> oh my Maybe God. He looks, oh my God. Wait, the people that he follows are hilarious. This is crazy. Who does he follow? He Kevin follows um, Jack Vanek. <laughs> he follows oh my King. Zach, you have a fan, a 55-year-old round man with a red fedora. Oh my God, this is jokes. I cannot handle it. Anyway. Oh my gosh. And then I'm going to reply to, have y'all seen J-Lo's recent post where she's like doing this, all these clips to Sawiti's freestyle? Pretty Pretty bitch music? Yes. Shit is so fire. It's just like how you stunt on them hoes. I don't really know what's going on between him and her and A-Rod. I don't know. I knew that like somebody would have thoughts because I'm not up to date with like the latest. What is J-Lo slander? But I thought it was a cute ass moment. The headlines. She just looked popping she has her appropriate she moments she's she hot. does have her moments but all the slander i just thought it was a flex i thought it was a fly and a flex it's fly it's just um you know what? let me keep my name my words to myself who knows and this, is to black, talk to this is black girls texting just just say what's on your mind you can say what's on your mind Hashtag yeah, you want me to do this. So some of the, I don't know what a JLo fan is called. Some of the Selenas will come in my DMs. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> I get to say that. I'm Latinx, right? Kind of. <laughs> Anyways, d- fine. I mean, she's a Leo. That was big Leo. That's exactly. That's why you're defending it. I just think it's a little weird that you like want to spend the rest of your life with so many people. She... Said, they said that they're still together. Oh, they're still together. Yes, that post was to be like, oh, I missed that. Y'all are fiending. Like, get off my. That was so a wait, he was is cheating it, on is her. The story that he cheated on her, and right. then she is taking him back, or what was the? Thing? We don't know what's going on. The story is yes, this chick from Southern Charm he was like flirting with. So then people said that they broke oh, yeah. up, but that was just like that. these were rumors. Like nothing was confirmed. So well, my the Southern Charm girl thing is confirmed. Oh, this was confirmed. Oh, from what I saw, it seemed like it was true because the way how Andy reacted and... Okay, let me not say nothing. Y'all Allegedly. Allegedly. What? What episode? I'm not trying to get sued. Of what? Uh, it's the reunion. Y'all don't watch Southern Charm, which I've been don't telling you. That came on. up on Southern Charm. It happened on yes. Southern Charm. One of the girls broke? on Southern Charm is a hussy. And yes, I use that word Um, And she has slept with A-Rod. And it seemed very factual and it seemed confirmed by Andy's reaction. You know how you can tell mm-hmm. by someone's reaction, like who's not trying to confirm it, but by them acting like that, it confirms it. That's what I got. Well, we, we could do a poll. We could do a poll on BGT. If people thought that that post was her being like, I'm a bad bitch, I'm single, or her being like, fall back with all your rumors. It was giving me Lindsay Lohan. I'm sick of rumors starting. I'm sick of being followed. It was giving me that, that energy. Great. I that thought was it was like, I'm on the market. Don't forget. Yeah, I thought it was like, A-Rod, you're an idiot. Because like, look at me. That's what I thought it was. Okay, okay. We're going to see. Vamos a ver. All right. Hmm. Oh, now she's speaking Spanish. Well, you know, we get in a theme. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, it's my turn. So I'm going to leave deplaning an aircraft on red. It's literally the most stressful thing. 
like people always want to act ridiculous and like jump up when they're in coach. Like literally there are three sections. <laughs> that we Don't do that. Don't so do I, that. I, I was in coach. I was in coach. <laughs> and I was calmly waiting. I was watching the end of my movie because I knew that I had a, a calm 20 minutes before my ass was, it was my turn to get off the plane. However, there's a but to this. If someone's in the back of the plane in coach and they say, I have a connecting flight, let them buy. Like some people have no compassion. So it was like this couple, um, they had like a really thick accent. It's to me, it sounded like a Haitian accent. Um, it was, so it was a man, woman, and then like a really elderly woman. And our plane was like on the runway for an hour before we actually got up into the air. So like anyone with a connecting flight was already screwed, right? So they say, they like announced to everyone like, oh, we have a connecting flight. And like, everyone's like rolling their eyes and huffing and puffing. I'm like, okay, yes, deep planning and like rushing to get off the flight is annoying. But like, if someone has a connecting flight and you saw that we were on the runway for an hour, sit your ass down and let them by. Have have some empathy, have some compassion. Like that was this bad. Was this when the flight got back to New York? Yep, in oh, Newark. Unsurprising, unsurprising. That's how they get down over here. I was just like, like the rolling of the eyes and yep. the puffing and the puffing. Mm. I'm like, the man said he has a connecting international flight. Let the poor man go. And it's a little old lady, but you know, I chopped that up to racism. But, um, and I'm going to reply to you all's Kettle One Botanical Live. That was very fun. Very cute. Um, I'm waiting for the butt. Oh yeah, you know it was coming. <laughs> I need to clear some shit up. I do not still use Clubhouse. I have not used Clubhouse in like, I don't know, months. The last time I used Clubhouse was to support um, our friends had like a live, like Lady Gang, they had like a live thing. And I was like, oh, I want to check it out. But that was literally the last time I've been up in there. It's too overwhelming. Um, too many random conversations, too many rooms with two people talking about nonsense. So I haven't been on the app in a long time. But besides that, the live was very cute. And if you missed it, it's on it's on our page now, right? Yes. It's on our page. Um, so go check it out. Get yourself a Kettle One Botanical and put some soda in there and then it becomes a spritz. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Cuomo may not be stepping down as mayor, but Chelsea Pinky sure is. <laughs> Wait, why am I? Oh, ha, 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 mayor of Clubhouse. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I know you that. are so corny. Oh, oh, oh my God. You are so joking. What a dad joke. Oh, like, oh one, yeah. one other thing I must clear up. I was the one who said, ladies, let's get in the studio and make this a podcast. Just let's clear the, the that is true. origin story because Shadi, I love Glenn when you were like, Shadi, it sounds like a lot of you in the story because I was like Shadi is making it sound like she came up with this whole thing like did every document for every episode I'm like girl but anyways um we, we will get into that eventually we should do an episode we will do an episode about that yeah, yeah. no the origin story the origin story of the x-men well 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 Shadi you got your hotline blinging this week how do you know it's me uh, because yeah. Apparently Ew, the, street, that the streets are bountiful for you. So. <laughs> Come on, bountiful and plentiful. For real. Um, so this is actually a not about menses. This is about what you should avoid if you're out in these streets. And that is pregnancy. Um, my hotline is blinging because so many of my friends are getting knocked up. And it's beautiful. I love it. It's great. It's just so funny that like, this is where they are and I am where I am. But I say all that to say, like, just let life come at you. Just ride the wave of life. I love that I'm going to be a future auntie to many a cute, adorable offspring. But it's just really funny that like my friends and I were having this whole chat because another friend, um, is pregnant. And then we were like, wait, she just like dropped it on the gram. And I was like, wait, oh my God. And then we were like, what's the gender? What's this? What's that? And then multiple other people were texting me like, oh, did you see her post? And then just baby talk. It was just like baby talk in hella chats. And yeah, my hotline was blingity blingy, but all beautiful things. Oh, life is a great thing. That's my, you guys want to hear a confession? My favorite line during sex. Put a baby. Oh, not mine. That's your favorite line. Not well, I, I would baby. be totally fine if I, if I got pregnant right now, but um, I, I can't. I'm on birth control, so I, mean, I, I am. I mean, I was one, 
I have said things. Oh, and by the way, before. that's not my favorite line with the random Negroes. Correct. Okay? Yeah, let's clear that up. Yo, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is something very like, something about that that kind of turns me on. I don't know why. That's why I get, yeah, it's I like, it's like, let's roll. It's like a little bit like, let's roll the dice. It's a like very intimate. It's like a combination of those things. I am not that on birth like control. So please. that's why you're not on birth control. So I'm responsible. Do not play these games with me. <laughs> Somebody I'm talking to definitely told me that he would love me to be his baby mother. And I was like, no. No. I want to know. No. No, absolutely not. I was like, you don't know me like that. Oh, but babies are so cute. So you, you never get baby fever? I get I've baby been fever, it. but no, no. Get away from me with that. Keep it far away. I was with my partner's family and he has like a this beautiful little baby cousin. And like, she literally looks like a little doll. And I was holding her the whole time. And everyone was like, you look so good with that baby. And I was like, God. Mm-hmm. Nice they and dropping seeds. Right. Nudges. Yeah. I know. I was like, interesting choice of words, dropping I know. seeds. I know. I was right. like, oh, let's treat it. The nudge in the ribs. That was. Double <laughs> entendre. <laughs> All right. So we have a amazing Black girl doing shit this episode that we can't wait for you to hear from. Her name is Nichelle Turner. My good sis, that's a Black girl doing shit. So we are so excited to have Miss Nichelle Turner here in the group chat with us today. Nichelle is an Emmy Award winning correspondent and weekend co-host for five-time Emmy Award winning show in entertainment tonight as well as a contributor for cnn where she is featured in entertainment segments on cnn newsroom new day cnn tonight and more turner often lends her voice to entertainment and political news of the day along with joining her coverage on the grammys golden globes and oscars and really exciting michelle is going to be the host of an upcoming show on cbs called secret celebrity renovation which will give celebs a chance to gift a surprise home renovation to someone special in their lives uh, who supported them on their road to success. So, Michelle, welcome to the group Yay! chat. Welcome. Come on, yes. accolades. Good. I can't wait till that show comes on. I yes. know. Me too. I'm excited to watch it. All right, Michelle, we're going to get started with a little game just to warm us up. Um, this game is called Actually Curious. So the founder of this oh. game actually joined us on um, one of our past shows. And this game is designed to ask deep questions that you wouldn't normally ask people to get to know them, okay? So you've been named best dressed and most stylish on many a list. <laughs> this card says, uh, tell us a beauty beauty or style trend you're embarrassed you took part in. Oh, honey, gosh, okay. Um I used to wear, and my mother still gets on me about this. I used to wear in um, junior high school. Now they call it middle school. I'm dating myself. Um, <laughs> long johns with boxer shorts over them. And yes, what? it was a thing. <laughs> it was a thing. How? In Columbia, Missouri. Long johns, thermal underwear with like men's boxer shorts over them. It was so bad. And I wore them out. Yeah. Wait, what was on your feet? Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> tennis shoes. Yeah, tennis shoes. And we wore sweatshirts. Sweatshirts, thermal underwear, men's long john, uh, men's uh, boxer shorts over them. A whole mess. Okay. An entire That's mess. Crazy. <laughs> I know. I need to see a photo. I'm like, I and, haven't uh, seen no, this you don't. trend. No, no, you don't. You really don't. Oh, my God. Whatever's in your mind's eye is exactly the mess that it was. <laughs> I, I made a whole visual. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not good. That's God. Yeah, I was over here thinking about when I used to wear those high-waisted jeans with the buttons all the way up the front that always oh, used to sag oh, down in the crotch. No, they were just nobody not ever cute. wins with the high-waisted jeans. Not that type <laughs> no. of high-waisted that comes up underneath the, like your breast. Yeah. Like those are not. Yeah, nobody ever know. wins with it. Those don't work. Okay, here's another one. Who was the first thing you've had a conversation with that totally blew your mind? The first. The a, a person that you've had a conversation with that totally blew your mind. Michelle Obama. Oh, yeah. Come on. I mean, all day, every day. Just drops the mic with that one. Right. <laughs> but how about? But how about this? This, this was. This is how goofy and clumsy and oh god, such an Aquarian that I am. Um, I go to the White House to interview her. Right, like 
life life making moment. She we interview in the map room, of course, where World War One, where they mapped it out and started that war. So I go in. We're all like, I'm trying to be Michelle. This is put, just be put together and don't do anything. You know you're a klutz. You know you're an idiot. Don't do anything. Like when your mama used to take you to the store and she said, "Don't touch nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't ask for nothing." Like that was <laughs> me in my head telling me, "Don't touch nothing. Don't say nothing. Just shut up." And I think you got some sense. So I get through the interview unscathed. Like, whew, we stand up. She opens her arms so gracious that she is to give me a hug. I go in for the hug and I step on her shoes. I step <gasps> on her feet. Oh, she, no. Not only did I do that, she had on those blue suede over the knees boots that she had on on inauguration day. And I Not the boots. <laughs> Okay. I'm sure she was so sweet though. She was probably like, oh, she was day. lovely. Yeah. It didn't matter though. I literally, it didn't matter. It did not matter. I was like, just take me to the Lincoln bedroom and shoot me now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it really was. I was like, you, I cannot even believe this <laughs> happened to you. But like, only at the end, mm-hmm. right? Uh. Yep. I got to bring it home some way. <laughs> she was okay. lovely though. And afterwards, she sent a beautiful handwritten note to my boss and to myself about how much she loved the interview and how professional I was and how lovely it was. And I'm like, I'm about to die right now. Oh my God. Class act. You say a class act. Oh, all the way around. Capricorn energy. All the way around. She's (laughs) class, yeah. Okay, this next one is very important. Yeah. Okay. In the shower, do you wash your legs? It came you from have the to deck. give the backstory. You have to give the backstory. Wait, you don't know this story? You don't know where this came from? No, somebody fill me in. Oh my God. Who said it first? Was it Taylor Swift? Okay, I'll fill you. I'll fill you in. Taylor Swift. Was it Taylor Swift or was it the girl from Game of Thrones? So disturbed. I, I am in, I'm incredibly disturbed. Like, <laughs> I, I believe either? it was Taylor Swift. She, yeah, Taylor Swift. she doesn't wash her legs because like when she washes her hair and washes her like body, the soap and water just falls down and cleans her legs. <laughs> So she never washes her legs. Okay, and people were online like, yeah, I don't wash my legs. First of all, like a huge you thing. leave that residue? They're like, <laughs> the, like the dirtiness comes from here and goes down. So you're just going to leave the dirt down here? Correct. Exactly. You're, you're making all the points. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just going to get that film and it's just going to stay there? And I could probably guess that a washcloth also wasn't being used. So it Ooh, probably wasn't a, no, no, a strong shower. Okay, now this ha- this has always perplexed me. If you have a guest <laughs> over and you put out towels and washcloths for them and you come back and the washcloth mm-hmm. is <laughs> dry. Just dry. Just dry. But they've been in the shower, but the washcloth is still there. I'm dying. Like, what did you do? Right. <laughs> what did you go in there and do? My grandmother called it washing from the rooter to the tutor, right? Like, you got to get it all. <laughs> and there ain't no way to get that unless you got something to get up in the bits. You, know? exactly. right, you have to have the oh. friction. Oh, Taylor, no. Oh, I... exactly. Now we got bad blood, Taylor. I... Oh, okay. <laughs> We have no. We have good blood. Maybe she's using a special soap. We we might not know. Could be. It could be astringent. She could just put exactly. secrets all over her body exactly. and it takes it all away. I, who knows? A witch hazel, perhaps. You there know? we go. You there we go. Yo, Michelle, thank you for uh, entertaining that. <laughs> um, now I'm so shocked. I know. Just do some do some digging after this. It was a I whole mean, thing. It was a, a Twitter phenomenon. I, there's got to be stray hair and everything everywhere. Correct. She's got Not stray hair. <laughs> she's got cats. Like that's come not on, doing a thorough job at all. Just, she could also have like a special shower where like the water's like power washing her. We don't know. Mm. Those other people on Twitter that agreed, I don't know that they do too. Yeah, the people that followed, that's a little strange. Saying <laughs> I don't wash my legs. Do you wash your feet? They, they don't wash their feet either. I guess they're probably like they're standing in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely done. Shadi, oh are you quiet because you don't wash your legs? <laughs> I just, I don't Do you even wash your know. Feet, I don't even know that this is like, I'm I'm confused that this is even like a, a, a subject on a card. Like, I, <laughs> like, I'm just very confused. I'm very confused. But you know what? Oh, Questions that what? need answers. Look, look how long we talked about it. Right. Listen, I mean... <laughs>
2020 oh sorry shoot you can curse you can curse I mean, 2020 has some things with it. That was one of the things I did not know. But that just caps off an already dumpster fire of a year. Taylor Swift don't wash her legs. I mean, that's it. That's the highlight. And she's not alone, which was like the biggest Apparently, and they're like, I mean, it's like a Trump thing. That's that. And then there are 74 million other people who don't wash their legs, apparently. I, don't, I guess. I don't know. I'm so oh, weak. That's oh a new God. one. No, I missed that whole thread. Oh, it was a big thing. <laughs> we'll send you some videos. Yes. I missed people. Did people post not washing their legs? Oh, did they, Chelsea? Well, everyone's just like, I don't wash my legs. Like, what's the need? Like, the soap obviously dry, like trickles down onto your legs. It was a big thing. She said it on, I think she said it on Ellen. That's a lot. I, I, how did I miss that whole thing? I do entertainment for a living. How did I miss that whole thing? Uh, yeah, I don't know how we have to send you that video. <laughs> Glenn, do you have embarrassed to one for us? I missed it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to switch gears a little bit. <laughs> now y'all know when this is over, I'm going to do a deep dive on. Oh, you have to. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get into a, a hole of, a complete of dirty legs. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. Well, we did want to take uh, a little time just to talk a little bit more about your career and what it's been like on your journey as a Black woman in Hollywood. Woo. had such an accomplished career as a correspondent, and we know the road has not been easy. You've talked about this balancing act that you play, um, yeah. facing microaggressions on the daily, and this is a familiar experience for all of us in our respective yeah. industries. But as a woman who is in Hollywood, who has to appear on camera, who has to face these things backstage and then go be in front of the camera, put on a face and smile for, for everyone watching, we were kind of curious about how you've navigated this over the years. Um, I'm thinking about this one story I heard you told, tell about um, not having anyone around to do your hair, like not mm-hmm. having anyone on set that knew how to take care of you and you having yeah, to do that work mean, for yourself. You know, some people may hear that and think, oh, I mean, that's really nothing. And she's very privileged to have a hair makeup team, which is true. But I don't, I didn't, don't look at it like that. I, I really did look at it as number one, it was a microaggression that turned into something more for me. Um, because I look at it like if this is what's afforded in this job, if this is what everyone gets, then why, when it comes to me, um, the person that I get doesn't know how to take care of me? Because that's not equality. It's just not. Um, and so when I asked for that, like, hey, you know, I need someone that knows how to do ethnic hair. I was met with, you're asking for something above and beyond everyone else. No, I'm actually asking for the same treatment as everyone else because everyone else has someone here that does know how to do their hair and work with their hair. I'm, you know, I'm sorry that you haven't had a black woman here full time, but you do now. So you need to pay attention to this. Um, and this is just me asking to be treated the same. And from there, then it became, oh, she doesn't want any of our people to touch her hair. She doesn't want, she's being a diva. So it went from me asking to be treated equally to me being a diva. And that's how the microaggressions grow into, you know, you becoming the angry black woman or you becoming, you know, difficult to work with, which we've all heard that too and had that trope Mm -hmm. put on us. or you becoming combative or whatever, when no, it literally was me saying, I demand to be treated equally. You know, if everyone else has someone here that does know how to work with them and I don't, that's not equal treatment, you know? And so that went on for about five years. You know, I've been here six now. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I mean, thankfully um, I kept on with it. And we got management in here that recognized that that was an issue and we got it changed and we got, and, and, and we got it fixed, but it didn't come without a fight. You know, it didn't come without a lot of hard feelings. It didn't come without me being labeled as all of these things. Um, and so it was tough. It was tough and it was frustrating. And, it, and I always looked at it as this is such a small thing. Why has it become this issue when it shouldn't even be an issue? And it shouldn't have even been something that I had to like ask about more than one, you know. And and my thing was, I, I would always say, I'm not asking for there to be someone black in here. I'm not, I don't care who she is. She could be green as long as she got a hot comb and some got to be products and some mixed chicks products in here. Right. Like, I'm, I don't care who she is. Um, And so, you know, it, but it, I just always felt like it was thought like, oh, she's, you know, trying to be, she's being sister soldier. 
or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm actually really Pollyanna. I just don't want to look crazy, you know? So, you know, it became five years of me doing myself until finally we had a break. Five years? Five years. I got tired of work doing your own hair. Yeah. I got tired to prepare to do your job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got tired of fighting it. And I just said, this is just what I'm going to do. And, um, because sometimes, you know, I mean, I'm sure you all have experienced this when you just get beat down to a point where you're like, I can't anymore. I can't, I can't. Um, it's making me crazy and it's making me hate this place and it's making me, you know, um, and so I just said, I'm just going to shut up to get along and go about my business. And then it really started hitting me like, why are you kowtowing to this? Like, that's not who you are. It's not who you were raised to be. You deserve better than this. Um, and so it came back around to, well, I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not. And it really kind of changed when I had one of the, um, white stylists that we had here came to me and said, you know, I started taking these classes on ethnic hair and I'm sorry, because I realized how much different it is and how much I didn't know and what I needed to know. And I always thought too, for like black hair makeup stylists, in this business, it's so tough because they always have to know how to do everyone, but the other way around never applies. And so, um, you know, I always thought that was so completely unfair. Like now my personal stylist is here every day and she does do it, but she's always known how to do everybody and she does. But like, it was that, you know, that was a criteria coming in, but that was never a criteria the other way around. Yeah, and no shade to the to the original hairstylist, but like it should be like required if you're a professional. No, that is it is shade to the original. Should... And I have said to them, I shouldn't have to tell you, you know how, how to do, to do all your hair. job. I shouldn't have to teach you how to do my hair. I should not have to do that. Right. So no, it is shade. They should know how to do everybody. <laughs> and I, I think about these times when I was a kid, and I remember this is such such a little random anecdote, but I went to like an Aveda student salon or something where they're supposed to be learning how to do all these types of hair and I went in there so confident this is the first time I'm feeling like I'm gonna go to like a salon walked out of there because before that I was going to like the Dominicans getting blowouts for like 20 dollars walked out of there looking crazy first of all sat in there watched them look at my hair not know what to do and felt immediately like I didn't belong there so uncomfortable like no one had prepared for me like nobody like I wasn't a thought on anybody's mind absolutely Um, and that's just something I can't like imagine like you're feeling that every day when you go into a workplace. Yeah. It's like nobody thought about me before I got here. Kind of. And that's what I, I always like before I ever said anything, I actually gave a chance because I walked in and said, okay, I'm going to let them, but I walk in and I automatically don't see any products there or anything that I know that work with ethnic care. So I'm already like, oh boy. And then it's like, they're trying to do and don't even know how to curl it or don't have like, irons that are hot enough because my texture is not that their texture like it's just you know there are a lot of things that you have to know and just not and then coming out looking real crazy I was like no (laughs) I can't do this every day yeah so real yeah I don't know if Chelsea you're gonna add something else no I was just gonna double down on the fact that like okay it's hair right but besides Mm -hmm. it being hair it's that pressure of like how do I even have this conversation knowing that there's this trope of like the complaining, angry, difficult to work with. And and you're in Hollywood. So that's already like another layer. Exactly. Um, and like people don't realize like it's like that on top of that, on top of that, on top of that, on one And then I also was thinking, you know, I mean, Roxy Diaz was here before me, but she she is Latina. I was thinking also there has not been a black woman full time here in probably 30 years. And I don't want to be the first one here. And then it'd be like, see, that's why we don't, have, you know, so like right. I felt an added pressure and, you know, to represent and to be that person and that example of this is, this is what you get when you hire a woman of color. Like this is the, you know, the black girl magic that you get and not, have that moniker of oh she's da 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 so I also felt that so I also was like how do I balance this what do I do and you know how do I wear two masks you know and how do I figure this out and it's not easy it's not easy I mean I, I've settled in now and and I am actually very grateful I, I really love the people that I work with and I think they in turn now really get me and understand I think a lot of things that happened this summer really opened some eyes and so many people have come to me and said I 
there was so much shit I did not know, so many things, my bad, that I missed. Um, and it's all still a learning process every day. I mean, I just had a conversation today about, you know, us writing, uh, our online people writing Trey Songs, the rapper. And I'm like, he's not a rapper. Don't say that. What? It's not right. And it's like, we would never call Justin Timberlake a rapper. That is, you know, so those, those, that learning process still comes, you know, when you ha still have to have those battles and have those conversations and, you know. Hats off to you. <laughs> yeah. It happens. <laughs> I was actually going to raise um, something else that you, uh, an incident, if you feel comfortable talking about it, um, mm -hmm. that happened. You were coming home from interviewing Oprah and you were yeah. uh, the victim of a hate crime. Um, exactly what I call it. Yeah, and I, the LAPD I did not classify it as such. That but. was a thousand percent a hate crime. Um, if you feel comfortable talking about it, but I just wanted to, sh to share that we admire that you spoke so openly about that incident and wanted to just ask, um, what made you do that? Like, be well, open. I tell you, it took it took me a long time to speak publicly about it. Um, it took me a year to speak publicly about it, um, and you know. It, I almost, I get angry with myself because I don't, I hate that, that like a bargain basement bastard of a racist made me feel this big. Um, but they did. Um, and it just goes to show you still how, how long of a way we have to go because here I am, a woman presumably at the top of her game professionally, like just coming from interviewing Oprah Winfrey and Michael B. Jordan. And I had just like, it's a little vain, but I had just gotten a new car and it was this awesome little convertible and I was cute and I was like, ah, oh, this is a great night, great day. I'm just, you know, driving with my top down and I'm driving home and I'm in the heart of Hollywood. Wow, isn't life amazing? And in the blink of an eye, it all changed when, mm. you know, a car full of uh, white men pull out, cut me off. I slam on my brakes. I'm looking, you know, anybody you look, you're like, what, what are you doing? And they stick their middle finger out and start saying F U F U. And I'm like, really? what? So we're driving down the street. We pull up at the stoplight. They're in the left hand turning lane. I'm in the lane beside them. I look over and I'm like, really? And that's when it started. And the guy in the passenger seat starts going F U nigger, like over and over and over, putting his middle finger up. Um, he first spit on my car. Um, and then I was like, are you effing crazy? Then I like start, so he, the light was still red. He opened up the door, got out, oh, no. my top was down, spit on me <gasps> inside the car, screaming no. nigger over and over again. That still rings in my head, just wow. that sound. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, I come from the Midwest. I'm from the country. You know, the, the KKK was in the next county over. And so it's not like I haven't heard it. It's not like I haven't seen, but it just, like it was said with such such vitriol. And it was, you know, not just him, it was other, you know, grown white men in the car. And it just took me to a place. Um, admittedly, I was really afraid because um, it was just me. And I will say, um, I usually drive with a bat next to me in the car or a golf club. I had just got in this car and I didn't have next to me that day um so I felt really vulnerable I was taught that by my mother always <laughs> um always have some sort of protection with you um and it just it shook me to my core I didn't know what was going to happen to me and literally um like a crowd of people started kind of hearing them scream this and they were like what's happening what's going on and people started crowding around this woman drives up she's a white woman I remember and it like really snapped me out of, I think, a head fog because I just started hearing this woman say, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I look up and I, the, I they got scared. They pulled off. And all I could think was, I got to get their license plates. And I just pulled off behind them. And so I was kind of chasing them to get their license plate. And I started calling the police. Um, and I got in their license plates and the, and the officer said, stop following them. Stop. Pull over. Stop following them. You know, and when I did that, I stopped and that's when it all hit me and just this wave of emotion washed over me and I just broke down in the car on the side of the road, just boohoo crying with spit still on me. 
still all over oh. my car. Like it, it was one of the most terrifying oh. and horrifying experiences I've ever had in life. That's terrible. So sorry. Yeah. And no one was ever charged. They found the man who was driving the car, but because he didn't spit on me, what I found out is that calling someone a nigger is not, um, and because they didn't just walk out and immediately see me and start calling me a nigger, um, that's not a hate crime. They would have had to, because there was almost a traffic collision before that, they said that's a mitigating circumstance. So they don't define it. The LAPD does not define that as a hate crime because that's immediately, I agree. Um, and wow. because so, the man that was driving um, did not spit on me, there was no crime committed. So even though they found him and they brought him in and I picked him out of a lineup immediately, wow. um, he would not turn his friend over. And so his friend was the one that committed the crime. And so pretty much stayed right there. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. One, yeah. the fact that calling someone a nigger is not a hate crime. What what is then what like what would that be a friendly type of like i mean you know it's an it's a it's 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 a curse word i mean i think they they deem it the same as you know calling someone a bitch or calling someone an mf a black man yeah spat on well, a white a woman. Now, spitting on somebody's a crime. Spitting is an or, or even yeah. called her a white bitch and was intimidating her. That would have been a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. Mm. They don't consider that a crime. So a year passed in between that time and when you publicly shared it. What did that yeah. sort of look um, like and the decision well, to well, share? Well, it was um, George Floyd and the unrest that followed that really um, pushed me and prompted me to share publicly. Um, and I did it because I felt like that even with that incident, I was still hearing the narrative whispered of, was he in the wrong place at the wrong time? Did he do something? Like what was happening before? And I thought there's always somebody trying to let racism off the hook and always someone trying to explain away whatever it is to let themselves and their feelings and their prejudices off the hook, right? So I thought, okay, so if I tell my story, there's so many people across this country who watch me every night and feel like I'm their friend or their neighbor or in their home. And if they see somebody who they respect um, having gone through the same type of situation, maybe that will click with them more so than someone else that they consider a thug or in the hood or doing this or that or whatever like maybe that will sit with them different so that's really why I decided to speak out about it and say I mean I think that's another thing about as we sort of open this conversation talking about being a black woman in Hollywood what a sort of responsibility that you ended up feeling but mm -hmm. also like a role um a powerful role that you were able to play and hopefully um was an opportunity for for, for people to learn yeah. Well, it was healing for um, yeah. me too to finally Absolutely. talk about it. I mean, because when you sit with things like that, it does start to eat away at you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you do start to pick, pick at yourself um, sometimes when you know you shouldn't. Um, and so getting that off my chest and, and speaking it, I mean, I had told my friends, I had told my family about it, but um, you know, just getting it out and letting it out was a way of healing for my, for me as well. Thank you so much for sharing that. I especially like that visual of like you're feeling good, you're feeling like you've made it and all those accomplishments. Like I could feel that LA Hollywood air on me as you're talking about your car and then for something like that to happen is just like one of the scary moments when, you know, people think, "Oh, well, once you're if you're black but then you're successful, somehow like racism dissipates." Right. And, and, and it, it doesn't. doesn't affect you. No, it does not. It absolutely does not. Um, there are privileges that you have when you become successful and there are privileges that I have that I recognize and I appreciate, but being born um, a black woman in society, mm -hmm. listen, we get it. I get it every day, <laughs> every darn day. Um, and it's real. Yeah. So my other question for you is going to be, yeah. uh, 
what do you do when you're just not feeling it? Like, how do you stay on? Whether it is like something that's going down in the news Mm -hmm. or if it's just like you're having an off day, but you still have to put on for the cameras. Is there a song that you listen to, words of affirmation that you tell yourself? What do you do? Yeah, so there's a couple things. Well, first of all, again, I'm an Aquarian and um, we wear everything here. So it's it's not easy to hide anything. or how we do it. But, um, you know, I do have to do a show every night where people look to us as a bit of an escape. Um, and I do think that at the end of the day, I am, I'm a woman of faith. Um, I, I believe in the goodness in people. I believe that we are put here to be of service and servants. And I also look at the totality of my life and where like I really should be and where I am, if that makes any sense. Um, and I'm like, hell, you, Shell, you killing the game right now. So I'm thankful for that, you know, because, um, you know, I, where I come from, I should be working a nine to five at the city every day. And not that that's a, a bad life because most of my family has done that. But I sit in front of Denzel Washington and Brad Pitt and Tom Hanks every day and like have a kiki. Like that's a pretty blessed life. So at the end of the day, I do look at that and say, yo, this is good. You know, this is really good. Um, but I do, I listen to a lot of Lizzo. Um, -hmm. I, yeah, I listen to, I, I, like she, for me just does it. Um, so when I'm like kind of down or whatever, I listen to that. I listen to Katy Perry's roar (laughs) all the time. That's an anthem for me, for sure. Um, and I listen to a hell of a lot of Bob Marley. Okay. Um, yeah. And I am, um, they make fun of me a lot here because I, like I said, I grew up on a farm. I'm a country girl. I love, love, love country music. And so I, um, I listen to a lot of Dolly Parton. She just makes me happy. And so, and I love music. I'm always singing. I'm always dancing. I'm always doing that. So that's really like my thing right now though i'm knee deep into jasmine sullivan's hotels yes yes child listen if girl Girl. (laughs) does not uh it's like that she told some stories and that's like yeah so that right now is like on in the car turned all the way up um so yeah that's that's kind of what i do yeah Music, music. Tell us about your new show on CBS. What can we expect? Oh, guys, it's going to be so good. So really just think of like television that makes you feel good. Ain't no gotchas to it. It's just all love, all giving back. And it's basically, um, it's called Secret Celebrity Renovation. It's athletes and celebrities who go back to their hometown and do a renovation for someone who's made a difference in their life. Um, And that's just really it. And it's been, when I tell you, like I have, we haven't shot an episode that I haven't been a ball of tears. And from the same crying already. It sounds like tears. I see Shade's eyes like welling up. (laughs) There hasn't been an episode that the celebrities, like these big, like burly dudes, boohoo crying, breaking down. Like Chris Paul was a ball of tears. Oh. um, When his granny saw the renovation we did for her, Emmett Smith lost it. His day when his dad lost it, he lost it. It's just been um, been really, really great. And and the premise is just good news. Like it's really giving back to somebody who you love. And you know, some people say, well, these celebrities they have all money, they can do whatever. And there is a difference. And most of them have like time and time again asked their loved one, like, I'll buy you a new house. I'll do. It. And they like a lot of times we did Chris Paul's grandmother and grandfather's house. They've lived in it for fifty years. They don't want to move. They didn't want to leave. Chris has offered to buy the new homes. But with him putting himself in there, doing, helping with the renovation, knocking down those walls, cutting, you know, the, the granite for the countertops, doing that. And it's the pride that he had showing her this and the love that she felt for him to put himself in it and give of himself, not just his money, like that kind of stuff. It's unmeasurable. And it's just, it's really, really great. And I cannot wait for people to see it. Oh, that That's sounds amazing. First, first, so first producer credit ever, too, for me. So I'm yes. really excited. Oh, let's go. Yeah. 
And Karen? we will be tuning in. I'm ready. I got my Kleenex. I'm ready to cry. Let's get Girl, it. <laughs> yes. I was like, Michelle, you got to stop crying, everyone. You're supposed to be the host. You have got to stop crying. <laughs> Wait, when does it premiere for all the Well, we, um, the thing is, we've got to get five episodes shot. Because of COVID, we were delayed seven months. So we got shut down. The production got shut down. So we're just back in production. So hopefully by March, we'll have at least five episodes shot. And then we can get an air date and, and get this bad boy on the air. Um, just because everything has been so up in the air with, with COVID, we haven't gotten to lock it down. But um, I, I would think second quarter of this year, it'll premiere. Um, and it's a primetime show, 10 episodes, primetime series. So yes. we're really excited. Be- we got awesome. some renovations in Brooklyn. You can give us a call. We'll we're, coming to, we're coming. We're coming. Hey. We're coming in March. We're doing Uh-oh. Anthony Ramos. Yeah. We will come and do some demo. Yeah, we're yeah, doing- well, oh my gosh, I love Amy Ramos. Yeah, we're doing yes. Ramos. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. So very exciting. We're in Philly right now. We're doing uh, Eve. Um, oh, Evie Eve. Last weekend, it's going to be really good. So yeah, yeah, we're in it. This is going to be so it. sick. <laughs> so good. Well, Michelle, where can our followers keep up with you and like keep track of when the show comes out? Where can they yeah, follow you? I am at Michelle Turner on everything. That's that. <laughs> a brand. Love it. The brand is strong. Yeah, at solid. On everything. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank You're y'all. welcome back to the group chat. Congratulations um, on your on your podcast. This is great. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, ladies. All, All right. What would you do? Dear BGG, I met someone on Clubhouse. We were in the matchmaking room <laughs> and and we were matched based off of like 10 questions asked in the clubhouse room. Do I think he's my soulmate? Well, I don't know, but he does live in my city. He wants to take me out on an outdoor date and I'm fully vaccinated. So for me, COVID isn't really the issue. My question to all of you is, is it weird to meet up with someone who, I've nev- who I don't know that I met from clubhouse? No girl, go on a date, get you a cute little picnic dress. Yes, ma'am. Okay, because didn't y'all see that post about that girl that met like some amazing, fantastic man on Clubhouse, and now they they've been like she, he like wined and dined her. They've been traveling like all over the world and all kinds of shit, and they're both mad successful and stuff. It was like all on like not what are those other webs those other pages that are like not the shade room but similar energy baller alert. alert embracing black culture like those pages <laughs> embracing black. <laughs> Wait, what about friends? What if you like met someone and you vibe with them? You guys are always in similar rooms. You like have, you know, you vibe, you start even leading rooms together. Um, would you meet a friend from Clubhouse? Yes, that's so yeah. cute. I love that. Totally. I love that. I love new friends in, in internet ways, especially if you can do, do your vetting and they like really exist. Right. It's no okay. different than like a dating app. And I almost think Clubhouse is better because you've actually heard this person like, have conversations you have more insights into like how they think and how they are versus you know you swipe right go on a date and then the person is a nut correct okay unless they have fake voices and there's somebody (laughs) posing as somebody else this could be the the beginning of a whole fucking horror plot oh my god glenn you would take it there that it's a random hole (laughs) they could be pretending to be somebody else they could be using a voice changer tool (laughs) goodbye I mean, there probably is an app for that. Chelsea, what were you saying before she went true crime? I was just going to say, I picked this one because someone who um, I've like kind of become friends with on Clubhouse, no, it's not like one of the Eidos rooms. And no, I haven't been on Clubhouse in a while. We like move the talking to Instagram. He's like this very cool uh, friend. And he was like, oh, I'm moving to New York. Like, would you want to meet up? And I told my partner and he's like, I don't know if that's safe. So I was like, I don't know. The first question is, is he cute? I mean, he's a good looking guy. For sure. He's, he's oh for you. He's gay. Oh damn. I was like, yeah. I'll, I was like, I'll bet that for out. you. <laughs> <laughs> definitely hang out just because he's gay. That's ridiculous. No, no, no. I'm he saying is, like, well, gay. now you don't have to even worry about him being like some maybe he like he might be trying to like get at you. No, no, no. Maybe he has ulterior. No, I have a boyfriend. No. I know, but you no. never know. They get to be trying to yeah. be sneaky and sneaky. Yeah, you're true. You're right, you're right. Um, but no, he's like a really sweet guy and we do have mutual friends already. Um, so I don't know. I thought it was an interesting DM. Oh, and you have mutuals? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Hang out. 100%. Yeah, all right. Think about it. With the mutuals. Can you hang out with the mutuals? 
no, the mutuals are from his city, not from New York. He's moving to New York. Hang out. The only thing I worry about sometimes, have you ever done like friend meetups in that kind of way? And then like you get, you hang out with them and then they're just like kind of a lot. And kind yes, of like clean, I have had that. I have and they had just that. are around all day long. You have an exit strategy at all times for these have types an exit of things. Strategy. Right. Yeah. Have, a, have a time like, oh, we can meet from this time. But at this time I have something to do. I've got a hard stop. Taps watch. Well, I wouldn't say hard stop. That's <laughs> <laughs> Let's do dinner. Maybe a weeknight dinner. Got I got work in the morning. Get up early. Yeah. Got a jet. Something you can just, but it's just the vibe. It's like people do this, right? Isn't that isn't that what you guys do with Tinder? Yes, but but that's even worse because that's like dating versus yeah. like just like a homie. This is totally fine. This is very modern. Go for it. Have fun, and maybe this is like a new close friend. Yeah, and I just feel like oh, like you're moving to a new city. You're moving to my city. Like it's very it's cool. nice to have a contact. You know. That's another huge thing. Like this person is just probably looking for friends and to meet new people. So I think maybe you guys should come with me. Mm, You can do it first. I'm sure you guys have a lot to catch up on. (laughs) You've got a lot to do. Right. Because I haven't been on Clubhouse. (laughs) Right. You haven't been on you haven't been on the CH. But I would love to to meet this person. If you guys like really bonded, I'm sure he's mad cool. Yeah, he's really sweet. But ladies, let the people know what we would love them to do. Go rate, comment, subscribe. Seriously, guys, that's like so helpful for the growth of this pod. So if you're trying to help us out, please do that. Um, And then follow us on Instagram. Oh, at Black Girls Texting. Um, And then our email is hello at Black Girls Texting. If you have a what would you do? If you just want to say hey. And then our website is blackgirlstexting.com where you can pick up some merch. Um, you can follow our newsletter and you can just get to know more about us. That's it. That's all. See you next Wednesday. Bye. 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 Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm.